The garments of praise, that's all. Put on the garments of praise because the enemy always wants to hold us back, hold us down, and keep us in an area that we don't give God the praise. But we are true worshipers, so we want to break through in our worship. Somebody say hallelujah. Now let's look over to the theme tonight. The theme for this year, 2016, is to, I don't know if we can get close to it, but as you see what it says, it's a scripture found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Yeah, here we go. Help me read it. And it says, then... Okay, we're going to go into that. And so on the bottom here, it, it gives us that encouragement there. It says, make. The impossibility. So we know that what is impossible with man is possible with God. We just came from two awesome services over the weekend, Saturday night, celebrating our New Year's Eve. And then Saturday, uh, Sunday, celebrating our New Year's Day. How many of you had a wonderful time in those two days? You know, we normally make New Year's resolution, but that is our New Year's resolution where we need to strive in the spirit. Tell your neighbor beside you, strive in the spirit. To strive is you need to make every effort. Make every effort. In other words, stop making excuses. Why you can't do this? Why you can't do that? Why you're not where you should be? Why you're not doing what you should be doing? Stop making excuses. Can we tell, you, tell your neighbor, tell somebody beside you? Stop making excuses. Make great efforts to achieve or obtain something. Attempt, endeavor, aim, labor, and work very hard to become victorious to the utmost. How many of you don't want losing? Anybody here don't want to lose? We got a few honest people here tonight. I don't want to lose. I love the game, but I don't want to lose. So I want to try my very best to be at the top of my game. Isn't that true? Now tell somebody that's true. I want to be on the very top. Now like we had somebody here on on the west side and why and I that won a championship belt and many of you know who he is Max Holloway and he's being honored right now all over the world people recognize him but he's just a young man from why and I isn't that amazing and they said nothing good is going to come out of why and I but look what God is doing in his life and I believe that he's called Max blessed Holloway the word blessed also means to be found highly favored. And I believe you are here because you are found highly favored. Can you encourage any of tell them that? You are found highly favored. And that's what God, I believe God is doing for us this year, 2017. He's recognizing the efforts that we are, are putting into. But it's not of our own strength. It's God's strength inside of us. You're not here just by chance. You are here by God's divine, help me, purpose and calling in your life. Please tap your neighbor and tell them that. You are not here by chance. But you are here by God's divine purpose and calling. Now, how many of us believe that? Can I see your hands? Amen. Not one of us are here by chance. We are here because of grace. God's grace is what brought you here in the house of worship. Many of us almost didn't make it through 2016. But guess what? It's 2017 already. Wow. Can we give God a big clap offering for that? So this year, I'd like to encourage you. I'd like to uh, push you forward. I'd like to uh, just uh, enlighten your faith and say to you, strive. In the spirit. Strive in the spirit. Do your utmost best 
to accomplish the goals that God has set before you. I've already stated that, that every single person here has a calling. Your calling and my calling is different, but you are called. That means you are chosen. Uh, John 15, 16. Can we pull that up in the Amplified? Can you show that verse, please? John 15, 16. I believe, uh, there we go. Help me. He says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed you, I have planted you, that, that you might go and do what? And keep on bearing, and that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain, abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am, he may do what? God is about to do great and mighty things in and through your life. You're bearing fruit. And we're going through the book of Galatians. We'll find that the fruit of the Holy Spirit starts with love. It talks about peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithness, uh, faith, faith, <laughs> meekness. Can we pull that scripture up? Let's go into Galatians 5.22. But, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit. There we go. But the fruit of the Spirit, help me read it, is joy, long-suffering, goodness, meekness, against such. This is the character of the Holy Spirit. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We're going to go into another part of the teaching, which will talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're not there yet tonight. I'm not saying we're not there in our lives. Many of us are operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts is to have the evidence that the Holy Spirit has full control of you being or being baptized in the Holy Spirit. What is it to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? To be baptized in the Holy Spirit means to be submissive and submerged or self, uh, allow yourself to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Submerged in. And allow the Holy Spirit to have complete control over your faculties. Over your members. How many of us want the Holy Spirit to have full control over our being? So now all we need to do by faith is release ourselves to the power of the Holy Spirit. So let us dive into some of the teaching tonight. So that we can gather more information that you and I may grow and strive in the spirit. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. On Sunday morning, I believe we touched John 4, 23, 24 in the Amplified. It says a time will come, if we can shoot it. A time will come, however, indeed, it is already here. Help me read it. When the true, genuine worshipers will worship the Father, how? In spirit and in truth, reality in parentheses, for the Father is looking for just such people as these, as his worshipers. As his worshipers. And what did I say about a worshiper? A worshiper is not just about a song. It's not just about music. It's not just about someone dancing or doing sign language. And all of that has a lot to do with worship. But the true worshiper God is looking for is what? How do you identify yourself? In your worship by in the spirit. Learning how to release yourself in the Holy Spirit. It's not about a song. It is about a lifestyle. So that means we need to learn what it is to strive in the spirit. To strive in the spirit, if you look at the word carefully, there on our, on our banner, you'll find many different words that are tied in. Can we shoot the banner up? You'll find many words in that word strive. You see all those words? I don't know if anyone had a chance if we can blow it up right to that area. It talks about walking in the spirit, living in the spirit, praying in the spirit, uh, resting in the spirit, allowing you to speak in the spirit. And do the things of the spirit. You see the word strive? 
In that word strive, it means all of these things. All of these different, it says to work in the spirit. It means to do the things of the spirit. Contend in the spirit. Battle in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Everything is written in these words. How many of you only now seen that? Where have you been? You should take a picture of it. You should blow it up. Some of you should put that in your house. Blow it up and put this in your house. That you might be able to see these things throughout the entire year. So that it will encourage you how to live. How to be alive. How to walk in the spirit. How to rest in the spirit. Do you know that you need to rest in the spirit? In other words, release yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to have full control even over your thoughts. Anybody get bad dreams, has bad dreams? Take authority over them. It's not wrong to have a bad dream. But I'd like to say this to you. If you're having a bad dream, it could be a warning for you. Or it could at the same time have an understanding that something wants to come and tear your faith down or stop you from going forward. So what do you do? You rebuke the spirit. You take authority and plead the blood of Jesus against the spirit and upon you. Especially when it deals with death. Especially when it talks about death and suffocation. Accidents taking place. Rebuke that spirit. Plead the blood of Jesus against that spirit and upon you. Everybody know, hear what I'm saying? I'm teaching you how to contend against evil spirits. How do you do that? You need to strive in the spirit. Tell your neighbor, strive in the spirit. So the first part of this is understanding who you are. You are a genuine worshiper. Your worship identifies who you are. It's your lifestyle. When you sing in a love song like we were, we were doing in worship tonight, when you're singing a love song to the Lord, you're singing it personally to him. You don't care about other voices around you. You're not thinking about how you might look, your apparel or your mascara or if your wig is falling off halfway. You're not thinking about that. You're thinking how the Holy Spirit is ministering through you to the Father. I'm going to blow your mind and show you some of these scriptures here. Because it's really you and the Father by the Holy Spirit that is praying through you back to the Father. Because the Holy Spirit is your leader. He's your guide. He's your director. We went to Mexico one year over on the, uh, the boat cruise. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know where we were going to go. But we, every place we went, we had a guide. How many of you know who stayed close to the guide? I didn't want to get lost in this place. There's a lot of cartels over there. So I wanted to be sure that wherever the bus was going or wherever the group was going, wherever the leader was, I was right there. I didn't allow anybody to push me out of the spot. I was sure that Pastor Jerry and I was right there. He said, okay, we're going to get boom moves right there. Any place he went right there. So in other words, we got the full scoop of whatever he was saying. I wasn't the last person in the back. I wasn't the last to the boat. I, was, I wanted to be sure that I was the first person. And this is what I mean, that you have to strive in the spirit. Whenever the spirit of God is moving, whether it's in the house, whether the spirit of God is moving in, in an outreach, whether the spirit of God is moving in prayer, you want to be right there attentive. So everything that the spirit is saying and doing, you catch wind of it first. Let me prove that to you. Go with me to the book of Acts chapter 2. Now I'm going off of my notes. But just let's follow the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2. Let's start at verse 1. This is when the Holy Spirit was birthed to the church. It did not mean that the Holy Spirit was not present. Let me prove that to you right now. Before we go there, Genesis chapter 1. 
Genesis 1, 2. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God, verse 2, I'm reading in LT. And the Spirit of God was hoovering over the surface of the waters. Do you see that? So now it's talking about God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Now we're going to talk about God the Son. Verse 3. And God said, let there be light. What did God say? No, he just didn't say, let there be light. What did God say? He said the word. Gen John 1, 1. Can we go there? Sorry, I'm getting excited by myself up here. Amplified. In the beginning, before all time, was the word. Everybody got this? The word in parentheses is saying the word what? That means the anointed one and his anointing. That's why the only thing can bring deliverance in your life is the anointing. The anointing lifts your burden. That's why when you come into the house or you come into the place, you may have came with leeches on you, holding you back, trying to stop you, trying to distract you, trying to hinder you, trying to cause you to make you think that you won't receive a breakthrough. But the moment you step into where the presence of God is, all of a sudden the anointing, which is Christ, will begin to lift the burdens and destroy the yokes off of you. Not, not off of your body, off of your spirit, because you are a spirit being. So where the spirit of God is, where the spirit of God is present, God is present. Everybody got that? So we see, he said in the John 1, 1, in the beginning, what beginning was he talking about? The same beginning the Father was talking about in Genesis 1, 3. In the beginning, God. It actually should have said God in the beginning. Because nothing was before him. Nothing is ever after him. God is the Alpha and Omega. And somebody say amen. So when people are saying, oh God, Kiakua. Or they're saying about the higher power. Or the one that is above. Recognize it by saying, God, our Father. Our Father, that's who we're calling because we are now adopted into the Ohana. Ohana o Kiakua. Not just Hanai. We are being claimed and purchased by the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God's Son, who is the living word. So let's go on with this. And he says, before all time was the word Christ, and the word was with God, and the word was what? God himself. Now, let me just say, many of us have been Christians for a long time. Or should I say, spirit-filled believers. If you have not been opposed of your faith, you will be. Someone will try to see what you're made up of. Not in a natural. Where you are in your foundation of your salvation. Wouldn't it be embarrassing if a person doesn't really know who Christ is? And he has the word written upon the tablets of his heart. And he would ask you for a few notations or addresses of who Christ is. And you don't know what to do. Wouldn't that be embarrassing for you? So Peter tells us, uh, uh, we are encouraged uh, by Timothy. 2 Timothy 2, 15 tells us to do what? Can we shoot that in the Amplified? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Help me read that, please. It says, study and be eager 
and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial, tested by what? So if you're not tried and you're not tested, you don't know what you're made up of. Tested by trial. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed. Can I say that one more time? This is the importance of knowing. Now some of us just recently got born again. And some of us have been born again maybe several months, maybe a year or so. When I say born again, now you have accepted Christ, repented of your error. You're washed with the blood of Jesus. You are now saved. Now the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You may not be baptized at the time, but you're working through the process so you can be spiritually led and spiritually fed or filled. So now we've opened in a class, and it starts this coming Sunday, which is the 100 series. And some of you have no idea that, wow, you're carrying a Bible, but you don't know how it works and operates. And we're giving you the opportunity to sign up for the class. And it starts this Sunday at 8 o'clock. You want to know what the Gospels are. You want to know what the major and minor prophets are. You want to know how much books are there in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. You want to know what, where the book of Revelations is. You want to know all of these different things. So when Apostle is teaching this, even before they put it up on a screen, you can pull it up right on your Bible. Now you have high-tech devices that you can just punch it in and it just pulls it up for you. What happens when your batteries run down and you're low? What are you going to do? I cut my time, study time, at least eight hours off of my study time because of my high-tech device. But I have all my study components right with me, right close to me, if in case something happens. I was doing a wedding. It happened twice. I was doing a wedding. And with my iPad, if the sun beats on it at a certain period of time, it just shuts down. So now we're in the middle of, of doing this ceremony. And I'm stuck. I called her his name. And I called him her name. And I had to go, I had to really, I, I tell you, I prayed so super hard. I said, Father God, I am in a position that I'm just halfway through. And I need your help. All of a sudden, a screen came before my very eyes. Everything I had written there, it just shot straight in front of me. And I was able to now put everything in its context. Exactly to how it was written on my, my script. Isn't it unbelievable? And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Now, one of the Holy Spirit's jobs is to bring back to remembrance the Word of God. That's the reason why the only way you can withdraw is you have to deposit it. And many people feel that they don't need to be in the house of fellowship or in the place that they can gain the word of knowledge. They feel that they don't need it. But that's their downfall because all the enemy will attack is how much you know the word of God. See, he attacks your faith. And if you are uh, weak or, or you are, in a per, uh, you are uh, what is that proper word, uh, inimic? Anemic, you're, you're uh, powerless because you don't have the natural or the nutrition that you need to, to sustain yourself, uh, to uphold yourself. Everybody with me? I hope I'm speaking the right thing. Spiritually, you can be anemic. And guess what? The devil knows that. He knows that. You have demon spirits, let me say this, that are assigned to you every single day. I'm not saying this for you to be afraid. I'm saying this to build your courage so you would know how to stand against the warfare of the enemy. That's what it means to strive in the spirit. That word strive also means to battle, to fight, and to contend. 
if you don't know how to fight in the spirit, you will be defeated. You won't know how to pray. The scriptures that you need to come out and stand against. No, the word of God says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. At the time you need it necessary, the word of God comes right up inside of you. That's why he says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Can you touch somebody's belly beside you? Okay, all right. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. And belly is from waist up now. Is everybody okay? Let's go to verse 12. John 1, 12. You may hear me say several scriptures as I preach or as I'm teaching or ministering. You may hear me say several scriptures that will stand out. These are several of the scriptures that will always stand out. If it's important for me to teach it, that's the Holy Spirit saying it through me to you, then you should cut a tab and write it upon the tablets of your heart. Because it's important for your faith. That when you are tested and tried, you are able to pass the test. As I've said, if you have not been challenged, you will be challenged. Let me just say this. In the last days, the days that we're living in, somebody sent me something while I was doing study today. It blew my mind. Can I share it? And we're going to edit this. And several people do from uh, Republican House and so forth. It's, I don't know where it comes from, but. And I begin to, I blew my mind. It said, Obama crushed by incoming president, Donald Trump. And I was like, wow, what is this? So I start pulling it up. Donald Trump, cabinet members that he's bringing in on, you know he's going to be within the next two weeks or so. He's cleaning house. I didn't know that what I know now just blew my mind. So one of Donald Trump, one of Mr. Trump's men that will come in and help clean house. And some of you might receive it on Facebook if you pull it up. I don't have Facebook. The only Facebook I have is my faith right here. And my faith is in this book. Honestly. But anyhow, I begin to read. I'm going to edit this, okay, from this. I just wanted to share it with you that you know what's going on. It says, Obama crushed after Trump's order. Obama crushed after Trump orders White House to, to stop his sickest tradition. Obama was seen storming away from the West Wing after staffers from Donald Trump's transition team began preparing the executive excuse me, officers for the new administration. Nalani, come up here. Read that while I take, drink some water. Obama was seen storming away from the West Wing after staffers from Donald Trump's transition team began preparing the executive offices for the new administration on Trump's order. One of Obama's most secretive rituals is being reversed and all signs of it removed from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Should be the White House now, where he lives. Yeah. Obama, Obama lives. 
Sorry. Sorry. For the past seven years, to appease any Muslim working at our or visiting the White House, silence had been ordered during the five times of Islamic prayer each day. In addition, prayer rugs and crescent moon symbols are available in several areas of the executive mansion to make Muslims feel more comfortable. The administration has defended the practice by asserting that it also observes several other religious moments of silence and prayer out of respect, including a full 15 seconds for Christianity on Sunday morning. Uh, including what? A full 15 seconds for Christianity on Sunday morning. Including what? <coughs> including a full 15 seconds of silence for Christianity on Sunday morning. Don't repeat yourself, please. While a chaplain blesses a staff breakfast, none of the prayer is mandatory or led by a governmental official, which has allowed the administration to subvert First Amendment issues. But the obvious favoritism toward Islam, which is observed for 25 minutes per day, seven days a week, tells a story this president has denied for eight years. How does 15 seconds match up to 25 minutes every day for how many? Seven days a week. Seven days a week. For the past eight years. In other words, he was hiding his faith. Claiming that he was a Christian, but he's a Muslim. Let this ring in your ears for a little bit. Had this came out during midterm election, I think it would, be an, would have been an easier fight. Don't you think so? But this thing was just discovered right now. Because the new administration is coming in and they found in the house that he was living with his family for almost eight years. They found the evidence of pagan gods and idol worshippers. Is that okay for me to reveal this to you? The devil is a liar. So all the works that we were doing within the past seven or eight years, instead of coming against a lot of these things, he was supporting a lot of the stuff that was happening in-house. And everyone in a White House were going crazy, not knowing what to do. But the head knew all of these things were going on. Because he was bowing down every day for 25 minutes in his own secretive home, which is a White House that we all paid for. The new president election elected now is walking in office and his people cleaning house. Everybody see that? Read a little bit more. Can you handle a little bit more? President-elect Trump, who acknowledges that this country was founded by Christians and was built on Christian morals, is having all pagan symbols removed from the property Woo! unless they offer some historical significance. Only the cross in the White House chapel will remain for worship. Amen. Jim, we're going to learn. I'll pronounce that. Jim, Go ahead. with the M. Head of the team that will transform the White House from the Obama's home to the Trump's second home, told MSNBC, Mr. Trump doesn't see the need to provide prayer rugs and false idols in a house built by Christians. Somebody say hallelujah. Washington, D.C. offers adverse cultural center for worship of any kind. You won't find any special considerations for Judaism or crucifixes to appease Catholics either. There is a simple chapel with a single cross on one wall that is suitable for prayer by anyone. Our government does not need to be forcing prayer rituals down people's throats just so we don't offend people. 
looking to blow us up. Hey. Patriots around the U.S. can rest assured that the era of apologizing for our faith has come to an end. And everybody said amen. While I was studying the message today, this thing showed up. And when I saw it, I was, okay, I don't want to read this to distract my study time. But the Spirit of God says, read it. And I, beamed, I, have my, I had my own party in my office. I was celebrating. I was like, the, the deceiver has been revealed. So I was saying the reason I brought this was we're living in the last days. We're living in end times. And many people as believers, as Christians, take it very lightly. They disregard iniquity within their hearts. They hold back forgiveness. They hold back repentance. It's not the mess between you and the other person. It's between you and God. You're going to have to answer to the creator of all mankind. Why hold on to the stuff that will always pull you back to the stuff that God delivered you from? So when you walk into the natural in a, like a common man, you will only see things as the world see it. But the spirit of God says when you strive in the spirit, then you will understand the revelation even before the things happen in this world. You know it's coming. So you prepare yourself. Many a times we have tsunamis that tries to come to our island. Or whatever it tries to come. Uh, just the other day, I believe it was Monday, that they had the false alarm. How many of you, how many of you panicked when the alarm went off? Was, was ready to go run, go grab our boat, paddleboard, and everything. It was an era. Wasn't it a good era? It wasn't heard just in Waianae. How many of you know the whole entire state heard it? It wasn't heard just in our state. It was heard in Kauai. Isn't that a mind blow? When Jesus Christ comes in a rapture, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, this entire universe will know millions of people left planet Earth. And those who knew the gospel but did not live according to God's word will be left behind. Now they would have to spend seven years going through the worst devastation that man could ever think of to be left behind. We want to be caught in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. The Bible said at the last trump, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16, 17, and 18. Many take it so lightly. Christianity is taken so lightly. Our faith in Christ Jesus is taken so lightly. Why should we pray in the spirit? Why should we operate in the gifts of the spirit? Why should we operate knowing that God wants us to have the character of Christ? Why should we do that? Because God wants to develop the bride. The bride of Christ. To adorn herself. That when the bridegroom comes, the bride of Christ is ready at his appearing. So that we could be caught up. Many people, many Christians today never heard about the rapture. They never heard about the tribulation seven years. First three and 42 months, three and a half years. It will be separ separated by three and a half years. Where Satan himself will be proved that he is the Messiah. Be careful of that spirit. Religious philosophers, theologians, and people that have the expertise of the Bible will try to challenge you and tell you your faith is not the truth. You had better do some studying. Know the truth because the truth will make you clean. Not just to study the scripture so you can quote the scripture. To study the scripture so that the scripture can study you. 
The word of God is a mirror. So that when we look at the word, it reflects. If there is error in our life, stop running away and trying to go find fig leaves to cover yourself up. Some of you need a lava fig leaves. You're going to start going for grass. Make sure it's not the boo grass. Because then you're going to be scratching all over. You're going to get palm leaves and all kind of leaves. See, that's, that's the thing man does. That's why I say get your mind off the common things of man. Because man always looks for things that he can touch to temporally bandage their error. The only error you can be bandaged or be cleansed from is the blood that can wash it away. And that's the blood of Jesus. Everybody okay? Are you okay? Can we give God a big clap offering? <laughs> oh, sorry. So I uh, just had to take a big breather. <sighs> I'm just about done for tonight. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. NLT, please. So your first note was John 4, 23 and 24. Amplified. You gave us some side notes tonight. Was Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. John 1, 1, John 1, 12, didn't go to 1, 14, but that's a note, write that down. Where else did we go? I need to remember all that so I can write them in my notes, because all of that was not written. Second Timothy 2.15, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17, 18. Get all those keys. A short pencil is better than a long memory. Eventually you'll forget. But if you write it down, you can always go back and it can remind you of what was said the time. That's not revelation. That's found in Matthew. Philippians chapter 3. I'm almost done. Verse 12. NLT, thank you. Help me read the scriptures, please. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Now, before we go any further, to focus, if we have that, can we shoot it up? My notes. To focus. Because the word focus there. To focus means to have a clear vision. Don't allow things to blur your vision. Let me say that one more time if you're writing. Because the scripture says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past also means not just the things that God delivered you from, but the things that you have achieved goals in your past. Don't just count on those things to make you a better person. We do... Uh, Outreaches every month. In the month of March, Hell is Real is coming back. And we're taking it to the different parts of the island. 
before we start flying to outside islands and wherever else God's going to take hell is real. Every month we're doing something, gearing it to win the loss to the cross, to Jesus Christ. But we can't look at our future or past accomplishments to say, okay, we have achieved this and we have achieved that and we have achieved this. What that does, if you continue to depend on that, it slows your momentum down. Some of us put gas in our car last week, whatever, and we filled up the tank. We're still going to work this week, and we still have two more days probably in the week. But in your traveling to your destination, you have to refill your gas in your car. Amen? That's the same way with the Spirit of God and the Word of God inside of you. What you receive today is for today. You can bank and deposit it, but you still need word for tomorrow. You still need word for the next day. You still need word for the next day. And the Spirit of God is moving in such a rapid pace because he's encouraging, uplifting, molding. And he's continuing to push you on forward, onward, and upward. But people are satisfied with yesterday's accomplishment. I'm not. Maybe we can edit this part, what I'm going to say. This is not the final destination for Ark of Safety. Even before we moved here, God showed me something else. So as much as I'm here standing in front of you, I'm not here. Is that okay for me to say? I'm trying to bring you to an, an altitude, but we need to make attitude adjustments to get to the next level. Come on, somebody. And the only way we can get there is we got to fight. We got to contend. We got to know what it is to work, to make it happen in our lives. Not just our lives, but in the lives that we are responsible and accountable for. Do you know that most of your family is following you? And more, many of us will say, Look, don't follow me, follow the oldest. Or follow the one that would probably have the name as the leader. Just like the sons of Jesse. All the sons were not the one. But when the eighth son came, that was the one. Samuel anointed as king. What was his name? David. He was a sheep herder. Took care of sheep. When he walked into the house and Samuel saw him, saw him, he said, this is the one. I will not sit until you bring him to me. He was a handsome guy, 5 feet 10, 175. Fair brownish complexion. Bucko was handsome. His weapon was his faith in God. But his weapon was the sling and the stone. But he did everything as the Spirit of God inspired him. David. And he became the king of Israel. In which lineage Jesus Christ came through. In which lineage you and I come through. For we are the tribe of Israel. We are Judah nation. That's why we are praisers and worshipers. And let nothing stop you from praising God. Know who you are. Identify yourself by your worship. I love, I love all types of music. I love music, period. But what moves my spirit is when I worship the Father. The other parts just move my soul, my, my nature of man. And so we'll begin to do the bump or whatever it is. You understand what I'm saying? When your spirit is moved 
purification comes. When tears come out of your eyes, your soul is being cleansed. It's okay to cry. Never really cried until the day that God changed my life. I wept for over two hours on the chair, and I couldn't stop crying. He purified my entire soul like that. Because I could not believe that my Heavenly Father would forgive me for all the stuff that I've done. How many of us know that's grace? Can we just lift our hands? Can we stand to our feet? We're just about ready to wrap up. I know we got our offerings and tithes and all that stuff. But our worship identifies who we are. I'm glad that I have this several week, maybe a month or two or so, to teach you how to contend, strive, be motivated in the spirit realm. I know next week already we start with marriage classes. How many of you signing up for marriage classes? You don't have to be married to sign up for the class. But I pray that if you are married, I pray you come to the class. Everything God does, he does family orientation. All about family. All about family. If you're living somewhere in your life, that you know God just need to fix a few things, strive in the spirit. Whenever you second guess what the spirit of God is saying, you're in doubt. Get out. Get out right away. Whenever you're in doubt, don't hesitate. Get out. In other words, if you know that if a class is being mentioned to you and you know that that should be where you should be, Sign up for it immediately. Don't hesitate. The more you allow yourself to hesitate in it, you disregard the warning that God is sending to you. I'm teaching you something right now. I'm just being compelled to say this. Don't look for another excuse. It's time to grow. It's time to go. It's time to step up to the next level. Get up to the altitude where God is. How do you get up to the altitude? Help me, somebody. By changing our... Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Heads bowed all over the place. I want you to zero in right now. Holy Spirit, speak to the hearts of your people. I pray for deliverance and breakthrough tonight. I pray every man, woman, child, teenager, adult, every person tonight, At the sound of the Holy Spirit's voice, that you will take heed to what has been deposited in your spirit. Let me speak to your spirit. You are spirit beings, molded and crafted and created in the hand of Almighty God. God spoke you into existence. You are not here just by chance as a common man. God prepared you. He cleared pathways today. And you don't know about the, the things that should have happened to stop you and hinder you from being here tonight. But God allowed the Holy Spirit and he sent Michael and the angels to clear the pathway. Rahelebo salaba kelebo tata yalabasa. 
Lantelelele bosha la bake lo bose. Yandara bate ke bosa. And he said for some of you, death tried to enter that pathway. Death, first of all, in the spirit realm, to steal your faith, to hinder your faith, and to rob your faith in the word of God. But God heard the prayers of the righteous on your behalf. And he sent Michael and the angels to war against the deceptive spirits, demonic oppositions of the devil. And because of that, God paved the ways. He pushed wide the gates and the doors that the enemy tried to block you from being here and receiving this breakthrough in this message tonight. If that's you right where you are, shoot your hands up in the air. Father, I come against every spiritual attack. I break every attack now in the name of Jesus. Spiritually, physically, materially, financially, and in every area that the devil is trying to attack them. Father, if he can attack them in their spirit, he's going to attack them in every area their life. I smash the plans of the devil. I plead the blood of Jesus against the works of the enemy. And I cover them now with the blood of Jesus. God says tonight, tonight, healing is in my hands for you. Deliverance is in my hands for you. If that's you and I'm praying this, get out of your chair and come to the altar now. Get out of your chair, get out of your comfort zone. As I, the Spirit of God said earlier, when you're in doubt, get out. When you're in doubt, come out. I'd like to encourage you. Don't hesitate. Run to the altar. God is speaking directly to you. The first Wednesday of 2017, and God brings a message such as this to bring deliverance and healing in your life. Many of us begin to think, I don't need it. I know it's for somebody else. But God says, I've already told you. Hear this. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I told you this before. I told you about this. And you stopped what I was about to do in your life. If that's you, don't hesitate. Run to Jesus. When I say run to the altar, you're not running to a man. You're running to Jesus. I don't want you to think about anybody else. I don't want you to think about anything else, even in time. God is doing something right now. And if not, 99.9 .9 of the church should be up. Most should be up. Most should be up. Don't allow the enemy in any way to put hindrance or thoughts in your spirit. Take a hold of the thoughts. Take a hold of your heart. That's right. You can call upon God right where you are. But the Spirit of God says, come where the anointing can set you free. Father, right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for meeting our needs right at this moment and this time, which was so crucial. Crucial, Father, you saw the works of the enemy, and you begin to send deliverance ahead of us even before we showed up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Tonight, Father God, 
I surrender all to you. I surrender all my thoughts, all my actions, all my words. Sometimes in my mind I'm confused of the things I see and the things I hear. Father, I just want to exempt from it and give it all to you. Bring healing in my life. Bring deliverance in my life. Set me free once and for all. Then I will never look back. But I will look forward and climb up that mountain and strive in the spirit and let nothing stop me or hinder me from going up to the next altitude. Thank you for making that adjustment in me tonight. In my spirit and in my attitude that I can step up to another altitude. If you are here at the sound of my voice and you are praying, pray this with me in your prayer right now. And say it as loud as you can possibly hear yourself. Because you're praying to the Father for deliverance and breakthrough. Simple as this. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm so sorry. I repent. I repent. And I ask your forgiveness. Wash me with the blood of the Lamb. Cleanse my heart, my mind, my spirit, every part of me. Here I am, empty-handed, but alive in your hands. Forgive me. From tonight forward, I will learn to strive. In your spirit, to walk in your spirit, to live in your spirit, to rest in your spirit, to be alive in your spirit. Here I am. Lift your hands all over this place. Even in the auditorium, lift your hands all over this place. Say, Father, here I am. I surrender all. May your will be done in my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, right where you are, just go ahead and bless him. Release yourself in a spirit realm. Stop praying in a natural. Step out of the common man. Step into the spirit realm. Step into the holies of holies. Let the Holy Spirit pray to you. Speak to you. Sing to you, walk in you, talk in you, live in you, rest in you. Let go, let go and let God. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, Judah.